Tim McCormick. He is standing by, Valley Sports Detroit, also College Hoops analyst. He joins us. How you doing, Timmy? Very well. How are you doing, Bill? Good. How, you know, if the NBA, like the NHL, could bottle, maybe it's the fact that the seasons are, you know, both 80-plus games, but just the difference in pure basketball joy I have watching NBA playoff games compared to the regular season. Yeah, you're exactly right. Part of it is that you know that every team is going to roll out their best players. There's no load management in the playoffs. And it's also set up that you don't have back-to-backs. You, you play a game, you have a day off, maybe two. Um, and, and the thing that gets me excited the most is just sitting back and watching the adjustments, the, the different pick-and-roll coverages, um, You know the, the way that Brooklyn double-teams Joel Embiid every time he touches it. You just don't see a lot of that. Um, to see Kawhi Leonard playing at his absolute best, um, to, to see the reaction from different injuries, John Moran, Tyler Hero, um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, there, there's just uh, there's a lot going on, and, and I, I love playoff basketball. Best NBA team you've seen so far in the playoffs, where you've watched them and Tim McCormick said, you know what, I wouldn't be shocked if they win at all. Who's that team? I mean, until Giannis got hurt, I've liked Milwaukee all year long. Um, I think that Los Angeles has been fun to to watch how much they've improved. Um, The play of Austin Reeves the other night, I I mean, I loved him in Oklahoma, but I never thought he'd be an NBA standout. Um, this is a year in which I think depth is going to come into play more than ever before with, with injuries. That's certainly a factor, but, but I, I, I watch Phoenix and they're the team. If I have to honestly answer that question, I think that they've got the most upside because they're going to get better and better. And I, and I do know that they lost the first game to the Clippers and that's going to be the great series. It's probably the series that I'm most looking forward to. Tim McCormick, Valley Sports Detroit, Pistons, NBA insider, also college hoops on ESPN, joining us on the Roast Umber Nitro Cold Brewed Hotline. want to ask you about the Pistons. Uh, is there a type of coach, as you think about what you watched all year, that a style, maybe you know, picking out the coach is tough, but a style that they need, Tim, that will – Make the Pistons a contender again? Yeah, Ime Odoka. <laughs> uh, you know, he, he brings everything that that I would want. Um, you know, I felt all year long that that based on his pedigree as an NBA player, somebody that sat at the right hand of Greg Popovich, um, the way he coached Boston, I think he displayed some, some character flaws and whatever happened with the, the front office um, scandal, but I, I know he's a young man and he's learned a lot. I just, I, I've, I've known him for a while. I, I run the NBA Players Association's Top 100 camp. And in the camp, we have a coaching program in which current NBA players come and we teach them how to coach. And then they coach these rosters. They, they, they yell at the referees, they put in baseline out of bounds, they give motivational talks at halftime, they, they do all of these things. And, and so in the, the, you know, the 15 years that I've been involved in that program, the, the guy that was most impressive to me was Ime Odoka. Uh, just the way he interacted with players, he was no nonsense, but he was fair. 
he um, he's all about accountability. I I would be thrilled if he's the Pistons' next coach. It may not happen. He they may go in a different direction, but that's the guy that gets me excited. And from a player personnel standpoint, with a healthy Cade Cunningham, for instance, this past year, if Cade Cunningham was healthy, how many wins would you have put on the Pistons' side? Twenty-eight. And if he's healthy next year, that number may creep up to 30, which doesn't necessarily move the needle for fans that want a team that's competing at the top. But I do think they're making progress. Um, and to put it in perspective, if, if you want to get to the play in, if, if, if that is your goal, um, to, to be in one of the top 10 spots, you've got to win, I think it was 39 games this year. And, and I don't, I don't see them making a jump like that next year, maybe not even the next year. But I do think that in three or four years, that this is a team that has a chance to, to compete for a home court advantage. So you're saying in a couple of years, based on how they are the youngest team in the NBA, that two years from now they could be set up for a five, six-year run? I believe so. And when you look at OKC play the, this year, they're younger than the Pistons. And they've got one star in Shea Gilgis Alexander and Jalen Williams. I love them. And, and uh, Josh Giddy has a huge future. They'll show you right there how quick things can turn around. Um, also, if you look back three years, Phoenix, Sacramento, and Cleveland were all among the worst teams in the NBA. Each of them now is top four in their division with home court advantage and a chance to advance. That's how quickly you can turn it around. So I, I think three years is the benchmark for when I think that the Pistons will be ready to really compete. Tim McCormick, he is from Bally Sports Detroit, also college hoops analyst. Uh, Hunter Dickinson, uh, if he called you for advice on what's the perfect college fit for Hunter, what school would you recommend right now? Uh, I, I think, I mean, I'm going to say the University of Michigan because I, I believe he's got a chance to go down as one of the all-time greats. Um, but I do understand if he were to go to, to Kansas because they would compete at the very highest level and, and maybe get to the Final Four. And I think that they could probably pay the most money. I think they've been paying money to players for quite a while. And the truth is that, that if Hunter's not going to be an NBA player, He's got to do whatever he can to maximize his income. Um, maybe he would want to play at Maryland, too, because of the fact that his high school coach, Mike Jones, is the head of their recruiting at Maryland. And with that Under Armour money, they could write a big check, too. Um, so I think those are the three options that will be best for him. Um, and, you know, if he does leave, I would certainly miss him, and I would watch a lot more Kansas basketball because I'm a big fan. But my big concern is, is that the way that they're building the lineup now, I would be really concerned if he comes back, does, does Terrace Reed leave because there's just so many guys in the front line? And that, that would really disturb me because I love his future and, and um, I would hate to see him leave for any reason. So there's a lot of flux going on right now and I have no idea how this is going to look about a week from now. Do you, what's the percentage of, uh, just from... Your observation, or if you talk to anybody, Tim, that Hunter could pull the big surprise and just come back to Michigan? 50-50. Really? I, I think they're, yeah, wow. I think, 
I think that that he's been in touch with Juwan and the coaching staff. Um, I I expect him to be on campus in May to finish up his his degree. Um, you know, I I I've sent him a couple texts wishing him luck, and he responded right away. And and I think that if you are leaving, you might just dry up some of the, the relationships that that you know just kind of along the way type of friendships. Um, and he didn't do that. I, I appreciated him, you know, just responding quick. And I and I do think he has a love for the University of Michigan and would want to finish the job that 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 he started. You know, when Sam. Webb and I on our podcast, we had Hunter on a couple of weeks ago, and and we asked him what was important, and he said that he would love to have his number in the rafters with Phil Hubbard and Glenn Rice and, and you know, Cassie Russell. I think that's important to him, and if he, he stayed two more years, he could have a chance to, to leave as Michigan's all-time leading scorer. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah, him coming back would be, when you said 50-50, it kind of caught me off guard, Tim, that, you know, him returning to Michigan, and you're looking at what Juwan Howard is doing right now on the transfer portal trail. I'll give him credit. Uh, it was it looked really bleak, you know, three weeks ago. So, you know, there, there, there are more pieces, I think, right now for Dickinson if he comes back than he had this past season. That's just my, my vibe right now. I, I agree with you. And, and I also think that it would be prudent to not just go and grab every player you can as quick as you can because there there's a whole group of players that are in the NBA draft right now that will pull out because they don't like their status. And there's also a number of college players that are watching their college team bring in um, all kinds of transfers and they see their minutes going down. Well, there, there's going to be some really good players a month from now, they become available. That, that may be too far. Maybe it's two weeks out. Um, Alabama has five guys that have declared for the draft. Some of them are going to come back. Um, Frankie Collins, who was at Michigan originally, he's in the NBA draft right now, but will probably pull out. Who knows how this is going to look? It, it, it's something I've never seen before, and, and that's why I'm a little bit unnerved by how it's going to end up. And it's college basketball free agency, and you know if you're the NCAA and you look back on things with the O'Bannon lawsuit, if you just would have settled and not let it get to the Supreme Court and would have given every college athlete a quality stipend, you would never be in this situation. The transfer portal, uh, I don't like it where guys can transfer in conference. I really don't. Uh, but they're afraid of lawsuits, and that's where we're at today, and you got to live with it, and there's free agency, and Coaches can move freely. Players can move freely. And, you know, the NCAA tournament was still a good tournament. I still watch college hoops, so we'll see where it goes. Timmy, I always appreciate your conversation when it comes to basketball. Good talking to you, Bill. Thank you. Yeah, back at you, Tim McCormick, ESPN College Hoops Insider. And also you see him on Valley Sports Detroit when it comes to the Pistons and the NBA.